that's what Pilates does for you. Like I, when I do my practices, not so often now, because now it's, um, I put it out there for a lot more people. But when I do my practices, when I started uh, my, like, on my YouTube channel, I used to wear a bodysuit. Come on. That was it for me. A bodysuit. Okay. Because the minute I put on the bodysuit, I remember different. It's like a cape. And Come it's on. just, it's, it's spicy. And <laughs> What is up, everybody? This is Matilda Aguera-Cooper, and you're listening to Finesse Your Wellness, the podcast that explores what it means to thrive and live well. Now, I got a question for you. Have you ever tried something that in the moment of doing it, you thought, you know what? I don't like this. In fact, you may have concluded that you hated it. But maybe a week's gone past, a month, in fact, maybe even several years, You revisit that thing and you're like, OMG, where has this been all my life? (laughs) Well, that is me and the story of my journey into Pilates. I must have tried it out maybe six, seven years ago. I did map Pilates. I can't remember where. It was definitely during the whole hype of all these new fitness studios springing up around London and me just thinking, I love a class. Let me try out this class and actually regretting it the minute I finished it because Pilates was certainly not what I expected it to be. Now, fast forward to 2023 and your girl cannot get enough of Pilates. My gosh, I don't know if I've just become a bit more resilient. I don't know if my mindset has changed, but I just need everybody, whoever I can tell, to know that Pilates is the one. Now, I know several Pilates teachers in London, and I thought I would tap up one who can actually explore and share why Pilates is such an incredible form of exercise. So as a mind and body coach, Cynthia Kensington combines her expertise in Pilates, motivational speaking, and running to empower women to unlock their full potential. With over seven years of experience in the field, she's honed her skills also as an Adidas women run coach and a Pilates trainer at Deliciously Ella. So I really wanted to speak to Cynthia so she could share everything that she's learned about Pilates and why, as I said before, you may end up loving it just as much as I do. (laughs) Enjoy. Hey, Cynthia, welcome to Finesse Your Wellness. Hi, thanks for having me. Thank you for being here. Um, As I was mentioning in our pre-chat, I think the first time we met was Mm -hmm. the very first Fly Girl Collective run. Yes. 2018, which is insane. A long time. (laughs) Very long time ago. Um, But your energy... Mm. (laughs) you brought I mean considering it was the very first time I'd even led my own run never mind doing a fly girl run at um I think it was the old ministry yes 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 it was it was yeah um I just you you stood out you had such a lovely bubbly energy obviously very supportive I mean given the fact I'd never done this before. I, mm-hmm. I appreciate you for that. So thank you. Oh, so you're much. welcome. It was definitely the surroundings for me. If I'm in a comfortable space where I feel seen, best believe my energy is off the roof. So for me, I just connected and it just felt it came natural. <laughs> so yeah. Yeah. And so what was interesting to learn about you at the time was that you were a run coach, run coach mm-hmm. for Adidas. Were you actually like training as well, like as a as a runner? 
Yes. Initially, when I started, actually, my first, you know, introduction to running started when I was in Nigeria. I was in boarding school. I enjoyed it, but I stopped. And then I came over and I was going through some challenging times. I tried different types of exercises, but it just didn't connect with me. So I started running and I realized that, wow, this actually makes me feel very free within myself. It's the only time I get to be with my thoughts. Right. So I thought, let me go to Adidas had this women's only run. And I thought, okay, sounds very good. (laughs) Let me try it out. So I went there a couple of months after that. They probably loved my energy as well. And they Mm -hmm. asked me to be like a run coach. And of course I said, yes. Mm -hmm. But besides that, you know, I was running casually 2K, 3K, 4Ks. I realized that I think I'm a bit faster than normal. Yeah. Or I enjoy being. (laughs) Yeah, it's so speedy. So I decided that, okay, I'm going to be, um, I'm going to be an aspiring sprinter, so to speak. So I started training on the side to be a sprinter, did a few competitions and (laughs) (laughs) what do you mean you were training on the side? Like, how does one decide, you know what, I'm going to be a sprinter. Like, did you find a coach? Like, yeah, yeah. I found a coach. Yeah. I found a coach. coach. But what was the goal? What were you saying? I want to go to the Olympics. Like, yeah. Yes, because I didn't know how it worked in mm. my mind. It wasn't I want to go to the Olympics. I was there already. I was like, yes, I'm winning. This is it. <laughs> and then my coach was like, it doesn't work like that. You know, uh-huh. you have to train the um, certain age groups that you have to be in. By the time you've probably got the hang of your training, you probably have to be in the vets. I didn't mind. I just wanted to compete. There's something about competition that keeps me dry, like keeps me going. It's what makes my whole workout or my whole fitness workout more interesting to myself. Mm-hmm. So I thought, okay, we could do this. We could, we could smash this. I did the first competition and I thought, wow, these people have been doing it for a very long time. <laughs> <laughs> I was out of breath because oh, I was doing hundred meters and 200 meters. The minute you stop to catch your breath, these people are gone. I was like, <laughs> I can't do this. Wow. And I realized I was much harder than I thought. But of course, I still enjoyed my training. I still showed up. My coach and you tried, was, right? Yes, and I tried, tried a few times. Really? Yes. My coach was amazing and so, so, so supportive. But when lockdown happened, I was just like, okay, how am I going to carry on? And I, I found it a struggle to carry on. And I just, I still do some speed training for myself and clients that I coach, but it's not, I haven't taken up the side of, you know, we're going to do the Olympics. We're going to run. I've put it to the side for now. Mm. So then how did Pilates come into the mix? Oh, Pilates is. So when I was training and running, I was, of course, I was probably doing too much. My body was asking like questions like, what is going on? And I started, <laughs> I started to get injured all the time. But right. the, the injury that I remember and I remember crying a few times with shin splints. My yeah. goodness, it's the most painful thing ever. Mm-hmm. So I get, I couldn't shake off this shin splints. But, you know, I had, I went to, I went to see a physio. I went to see an osteopath. I just couldn't shake it off. Mm-hmm. So I went on to YouTube. And as funny as this might sound to people, I've actually never, at that point, I've never heard of Pilates before. Like I said, I grew up in Nigeria. So it was never, it's never, it's not a thing in mm-hmm. Nigeria. Not yet. Not, not, not yet. Yes, we're going there. We're going there, but not yet. Right. And I went on YouTube and I saw, okay, you can stretch I, after every run. Stretching is very important. Somehow I bumped into Pilates. 
And I remember doing my first Pilates class. I don't know who it was, who, who the teacher was, but I, it felt so good. My body felt like I had been pulled, yanked, <laughs> stretched, <laughs> lengthened. And I thought, this feels so good. Then I decided that I looked for somewhere um, who, where were t- what they were teaching a class. It was in Wimbledon. And I went there. I loved the teacher. She was a South African lady. Mm. And I thought, I need to take this up. The f- initially was to take it up for myself mm-hmm. to see how good it feels. But after the course, I thought, this feels good. Mm. Even better than I thought. I need to tell the world, everybody needs to do Pilates. <laughs> <laughs> and that's how I got into teaching Pilates. And yeah, since then I've just carried on and I've enjoyed it thoroughly every single time. I do a Pilates class. I do every other exercise. I lift weights, I run, but there's a different connection I feel with my body when I do Pilates. So how would you describe Pilates to someone who has either never heard it before or tried it before? Pilates, if I was to break it down, it's about developing strength, flexibility, and having overall control over your body because you can do a Pilates class and I kid you not, you would use muscles that mm. you never, if you're doing it, if it's a good Pilates class, uh, by the way, mm-hmm. you will use muscles that you never even thought that you had. And that's the way I just described it. It's just mm-hmm. body control, flexibility, and strength. Love that. I mean, when I first tried Pilates, I would only describe it as hurt and burning. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, why does something that looks so simple yes. burn so much? And also, sorry, what's happening in my stomach? What is this hold? <laughs> why is everyone just not, why am I the only one dropping out? Why is everyone holding this? <laughs> Trust me, they're dying on the inside, but there's something about Pilates that just makes you want to be elegant and flow mm. with it. And even if you're crying on the inside, like you're feeling the burn, you have to just hold out. What's been quite nice, actually, and I've just discovered this in my second wave of Pilates because I, you know, did Pilates several years ago, just wasn't getting into it. And I think part of it was within maybe the classes that I went to, the spaces Mm -hmm. that I was in. Everyone just seemed like a pro. Yes. Recently, I've been going to some classes and, you know, the teacher's like, trust me, girl, it is burning. We're all burning together. I'm like, thank you. I thought it's just me. And like, it doesn't feel like that judgment when you like drop out Mm -hmm. of a hold. Um, And yeah, it it just feels sort of more accessible. I mean, what would you say are kind of like, firstly, like the key physical and maybe mental health benefits of Pilates? It's, I always see Pilates as, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? An appointment with myself. Hmm. It's where you get to just be. You can be in a class, but you are with your body. You're talking to your body. I don't know if it happens to you, but when I'm doing a Pilates class and when I'm teaching, there's a voice in my head that says, listen, girl, we need to squeeze the glutes. We need to point the toes. We need to make sure we're holding the arms up. So it's almost like you connect on a deeper level with your body rather than it just being any other sort of class. Like, does that, am I making, am I yeah, making sense? Yeah, I know exactly yeah. what you mean because there's a mindfulness to it. Yes. And, 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 and a real sense of, like, for instance, I was at a class last night 
And um, I mean, again, I don't know the names of exercises. I only know like the uh, 100s, but yes. <laughs> um, <laughs> that's the hardest one. <laughs> it's okay. <laughs> uh, maybe it's the counting that I appreciate because I know there's a destination rather than yes. just, you know, holding something. I'm like, how long are we holding this for? Um, but in any case, we were, um, th- we were kind of... Um, doing like rolling our arms kind of yes. like yeah and I remember the teacher was like make sure that your elbows are kind of pointed behind you yeah make sure that your palms are like pointed and you know the minute you kind of make that shift it's like oh yes okay there's a difference happening and I think part of me kind of liking it more so these days is to your point I'm really connecting with my what my body's exactly. doing um and then the elegance point like yes let's talk about that <laughs> because I'm not gonna lie like the way I go into Pilates these days, it's like I got a whole new kit. I, yes. I'm standing a bit taller. Yes. I'm like, I'm feeling a bit cuter. That's what Pilates does for you. Like I, when I do my practices, not so often now, because now it's, um, I put it out there for a lot more people. But when I do my practices, when I started uh, my, like on my YouTube channel, I used to wear a bodysuit. Come on. That was it for me. A bodysuit okay. because the minute I put on the bodysuit, I remember different. It's like a cape and Come it's on. just, it's, it's spicy. And <laughs> when I'm doing the classes again, like we speak about the burn, even if I'm dying on the inside. I think that's why outfit, I just up now. Yeah. yeah. The whole <laughs> outfit, everything just makes it, just makes it. I wouldn't say easier because Pilates is not easy. So anybody that tells you it's easy is lying. But just this whole, Pilates is a vibe. It's a vibe. And so one of the things that struck me quite early on about Pilates is the diversity or lack thereof. Yeah. (laughs) What do we think that's about? Like, why do we, and to your point, like in Nigeria, it was something you've never heard of, but yet with other sports and activities, like I feel yoga is everywhere now. Why do you feel maybe Pilates hasn't had that same awareness? It's, it's funny that you picked up on that. I remember when I started, um, when I went for my Pilates course, I was the only black girl in the room. You know, I looked to my left, I looked to my right. I thought, are more people coming? <laughs> when, <laughs> when everybody like it's else. not that deep. Like, why are we here? <laughs> why? Exactly. <laughs> and as the course went, I think it was about a few weeks. And the more I started to realize that actually I'm the only one here. Who do I tell about, you know, I can't, lift up as high because I have something my mama gave me. My bum looks a certain <laughs> way. <laughs> Nothing we can do is going to let it get any higher. This is it. The curve is there. And I remember some of the teachers were saying, you know, this is the wrong way. This is the right way. And I said, no, actually to myself, you work with the body in front of you. Mm. A black girl or black women, we don't all look the same. You know, we have our curves. Everybody has their curves that they work with. So in my mind, I always say to myself, work with the body in front of you, but not to move away from the topic. I am, I think Pilates starts, not I think, Pilates starts as a form of rehab in the 20th century by Joseph Pilates. Mm-hmm. It was seen as something where only a certain, you know, a certain group could afford. Sure. And, you know, maybe black women felt like, or black people I would say, women, man or, man or women, feel like they couldn't afford it. Mm. And also when you see Pilates or when you see most Pilates teachers, they're dancers. Mm. Mm, you don't really get, I mean, they're black dancers, but our dance styles are quite different. Mm-hmm. So you will find teachers who 
made this whole Pilates thing more about dancing. And when we speak about, you know, pointing and lengthening is the kind of terms you hear in a dance class. And I think somehow, somewhere, we have then decided that actually this is not for us, but actually, sisters, it is for you. There is a space for you in Pilates. And I think over, over time, people don't understand what Pilates is. They think it's, some people confuse it with yoga and they just put it to the side. Oh, I can't do Pilates or I won't do Pilates and they just scrap it out. But actually everyone, it doesn't matter your color, can do Pilates and should be doing Pilates. Mm, I love that. You touched on the fact that, you know, as women, we have different body types. Yes. I'm interested to know how does Pilates cater to different fitness levels? Because, yes, it's hard, but what sort of fitness level would you need to have to kind of get into Pilates? None. Absolutely none. Because a great teacher should be able to teach beginners, intermediate and advanced. And the beginners class, it's, it would challenge you because of course you want to feel like you've done something. It's not, it's not whatever level you are, Pilates is not a joke, but if you try Pilates, they're basics where you, there is a, you might not know the terms, but it's, there's a roll down, there's an ab crunch, there is, well, it's ab crunch. I, those are loose words, but it's, that's not a Pilates word. And there's hundreds and there's, there's prep. There's so much modification you can do in Pilates for anybody who is starting out. And any great teacher should be able to see the student, a student in front of you and know that I can, this student can take part. Everybody can take part. You know, I don't actually plan my classes. I go into, I have an idea of the kind of class, the kind of vibe. I know I want my class to be fun because I'm that kind of person. And I want my students to feel like they've, my clients to feel like they've, you know, enjoyed the class. But the minute I step in a room, I can feel the vibe very quickly. And I know those who have done Pilates before and those who haven't done Pilates before, or those who think they've done Pilates before, but they don't actually understand what Pilates is. Mm -hmm. So it's in that moment I decide, okay, we're going to go with beginners, complete beginners, but I also encourage them that I would give modification, but I would always, if you want to challenge yourself, you can always try this other class. So anybody can, you can start even if you had no experience. Mm. Yeah. And what would you say is the difference between mat-based Pilates and reformer Pilates? Reformer because is a killer. It's a oh, killer. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and and I, I, the only reason I bring that up is because you mentioned um, accessibility, the cost yes. of Pilates. And it's yes. so interesting because there's been like this sudden spark and yeah. wave of Pilates, particularly reformer this year. Yeah. Um, with a lot of gyms now sort of building out like reformer spaces. Mm -hmm. And there was a gym that I was at whereby I had like unlimited access to classes except reformer. Like I'd have to pay yes, extra yes. for reformer. And so there's definitely a bit of a cost barrier there. But I'm also curious to know, well, what is the difference? Because there's also places that would make the map base a lot easier free. Yes, yeah. With reformer, reformer is more challenging. So if you feel like mad is challenging, reformer is even more because you have to change the springs. You have to make it more harder, so to speak. And the reason I believe, this is my theory, I don't know if it's true. The reason I think a reformer is more expensive is because the, the equipments are so expensive. Mm. You can buy reformer equipment for about six, seven thousand pounds. 
Wow. It's okay. Exactly. So you're having to charge people even more. With map Pilates, it's all you need is a mat. And that's why I said anybody can start with it, even if you haven't gone to a reformer. And the reason a reformer is there is to challenge yourself even more. Mm-hmm. Some studios don't offer mat classes. They just offer reformer just because you can, you can do both. Even if you're not using the, uh, the springs, you can do both on a reformer. But if you're on a mat, then of course you can't do a reformer class. Does that, does that make sense? Yeah. So yeah. yeah. And what yeah. exactly is the reformer bed? Like for those who may need like a, a description. It's, how do I put it? It's, it's just a it, bed. It looks like a contraption. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's just a bed that helps you, that puts a spring, that makes it for you to be able to challenge yourself even more. That's what it yeah. is. It helps you. I feel like there's a frame. I've done, I've done reformer. I'm not a fan of reformer, mm-hmm. um, but there is a frame where your body sits in and you mm-hmm. can't go, of course you can't go over the, the bed. So it helps you have more control, more stability. Imagine if you had a mat, you can roll as you wish, left, right. But on a reformer, it keeps that control. It keeps you in that space and you're able to control your body even more. Mm-hmm. That's my understanding. Yeah, yeah, totally, totally. And you're right. Like there's definitely something of a restriction. So yes. like when you're standing up on the sort of bed and then you're having to like roll out to, to mm-hmm. some point, you're feeling it because it's almost like you have to really use your abs to kind exactly. of straighten yourself out and then roll back up into something of like a downward dog and like, get, yeah, it's wild, it's wild. <laughs> or a pike even. I think they call it like a pike. Yes, pike. So then what sort of beginner-friendly exercises would you recommend sort of our listeners to try at home just to kind of get a sense of what it's like? You can, you can try out... So a beginner's Pilates class, I'll just run you very quickly. You do a roll down to warm up the body, to tell your body, listen, brace yourself for what is about to come. <laughs> then you go to the front of your mat, you sit down, you do abs. Um, because in Pilates, the, your abs are your powerhouse, your core. Every time you hear a teacher, they're speaking about the midsection. Because once you've trained your core, you can almost tolerate any exercise, no matter how challenging it is. Right. And then you do things with your arms, your shoulders, you work your whole body, but it's not as. So if I was to give a, a, a beginner's class, we would mm. do eight reps, six to eight reps, and you will feel the burn. You still feel like you've worked something. If I was to do an intermediate class, you would do 10 to 12 reps. If you want to do advanced, you would do 15 reps or upwards. Right. And that's how I place my beginner's class. So I'm able to break it down for people. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. Nice. And in London, it's funny, I I meet Pilates teachers. Like, in fact, recently at a Fly Girl Run, one of the attendees, she's like, yeah, I teach Pilates. I'm like, what? <laughs> like, where, where is this like community of like Black women Pilates teachers? Yes. Why am I meeting people sporadically? So, I mean, can you maybe highlight some women in the sort of Pilates, black women in the community in London who are kind of, you know, contributing to more representation in the space? I have to say there is not enough of us. There is not, not enough of us that I know. Um, the one Pilates teacher who I admire so much is Issa. Oh, Issa, Issa Welly. Done, yes, Issa Welly. I've done Issa's classes. My goodness. I thought my classes were challenging. <laughs> 
But hers just works the whole body and she has, she breaks them down as well. So many Pilates, uh, beginners Pilates class that she, and funny enough, Issa was actually a dancer as mm, well. She was, yes, yes. Yeah, she was a dancer, but she brings the whole vibe. And then we also have uh, Corrine. Mm-hmm. Corrine does Pilates. She was also a dancer as well. Mm. And those are the only two that I know. Mm-hmm. And those are really it. the only two I know as well. And you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and you, and you. And so yeah. I guess kind of my final question, how can Pilates be not just a tool for kind of physical well-being, but just like a a bigger space for, for Black women to kind of discover themselves? Like in what way could Pilates play that role if like when I was going to classes um my teachers the the teacher who I had my instructors they are white ladies I have to say like there is not enough like I've mentioned but the more I started to teach my classes and I started to make noise about my class and let people know that actually when you come into this space you see when I go into my class I don't see anybody physically. Everybody's different. They're unique. They have their own bodies. But there is a way I can go into a class full of Black women and I can say, okay, I got this. You've got this. There's something to, we can always, I can see myself in them. Mm. So the more I do my classes or I go to Issa's classes and you start to see people who look like you, there's a higher chance that you keep going back to that class. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And it's what can I do to, you know, to contribute, to make sure it's just to carry on teaching Pilates and make noise about teaching Pilates, that there is a space for black women. I haven't done a class initially when I started teaching Pilates, I did classes purely for black women, mm. but you know what I was finding? They weren't coming. Girl. <laughs> they weren't coming. Like, like when people ask me about like, why are your runs weekly? I'm like, cause y'all weren't coming. <laughs> they weren't coming. <laughs> like They I weren't can... coming. Mm, and it's like, okay, you create the space and they're not coming. Mm. So who is, who is suffering here? Me. <laughs> <laughs> but my aim is to take Pilates to like at the beginning of our conversation, I said, there is no Pilates in Nigeria. My aim is to take it there to Amazing. show that actually you can do Pilates. Pilates is for everyone. Even my kids do Pilates. Pilates is for everyone because you start to feel the benefits straight away, mm-hmm. but give it six weeks, four weeks, you start to feel the benefits. But think about long-term. You can't always do runs. You can't always weight lift. You can't always do cross training, but you can always do Pilates. Mm, that is a fantastic conclusion. <laughs> <laughs> And so, Cynthia, finally, how do you finesse your wellness outside of Pilates? I always work out. I always move every single day. And to some people, they might think, oh, you're working out every day. Absolutely. Because I want to feel good every single day. Mm -hmm. I might not lift weights because these are the other things that I do. I might not go to the gym every day, but there is a form I always do. There's a form of movement every single day. I want you to, I don't know if you've come across this thing. It's um, when you book an appointment, maybe I'm going slightly off topic, but hang on, I'll bring it back. (laughs) When you book an appointment with the NHS, Mm -hmm. they send you a letter. They tell you your appointment is on so, 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 and so day. Mm -hmm. If you miss this appointment, it's going to cost the NHS 160 pounds. Mm -hmm. It's the same way I see it with myself. Mm -hmm. If I miss my appointment of movement, it's going to cost me. 
It's going to cost me my sanity. It's going to cost me me feeling good about myself. It's going to cost how my day runs. So literally, that's the way I see my fitness. I have to always do something every single day to make sure that I feel good. And it's priceless. There is no 160 pounds. It's just my normal health would be at a detriment if I don't work out. Love that. And yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm with you 100%. So Cynthia, this has been a great chat. Thank you so much. Where and how can people connect with you? You can always find me. You can always find me on YouTube, Pilates channels, different types of Pilates for anybody that wants to try. Those that have never done Pilates before, there's something for everyone. And those who just want to keep up, you can find me on Instagram as well. And you can find me on TikTok. I'm, I'm there. Aww, and you can always you reach so out. Much. Any questions anybody ask, you know, you need to ask any questions about Pilates, feel free. I would always answer them. Nice, nice. Yeah, and I'll make sure all your details are in the show notes. Thank, Thank you so you. much, girl. It's been a pleasure. <laughs> pleasure talking to you. Thank you so much. I am so blessed to live in a city like London where I get to meet amazing women like Cynthia, someone who is clearly so passionate about exercise, fitness, wellness, and Pilates. So here are my top three takeaways. Number one, Pilates really truly is for everyone and even though reformer for instance can be a bit more pricey there are levels to pilates you can access pilates on the mat you can access pilates on the mat via youtube so it's definitely something worth trying out number two pilates has an element of self-care to it it's the kind of thing that can really help you connect with your body it can help you slow down and that's certainly been the case for me like Ever since I've started taking Pilates a lot more seriously, I'm calm, you know, like I'm, I'm, I'm chilling out <laughs> so much more. Like where I used to be maybe a little bit anxious or just even just maybe too energetic. <laughs> Pilates has just helped me just to just chillax, chillax. <laughs> and finally, number three, there really is something about being the change that you want to see. I know for me, even though I still remain the only black girl in my Pilates class, I will continue to be that only black girl because if that's the thing that encourages someone else to do it, then yo, I will show up and continue to show out. <laughs> so I hope you enjoyed this episode of Finesse Your Wellness brought to you by Fly Girl Collective, a space for black women and women of color who want to level up their wellness and lifestyle. You can follow Fly Girl Collective on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook, or sign up to our mailing list at flygirlcollective.co for lovely tips, goodies, and invites delivered straight to your inbox. Also, if you love what you heard, rate and review us on iTunes. Thanks again for listening. Catch you on the next episode.